This is Cree Mitchell. I'm back again, and it's part two of talking about 2020 vision, the year 2020. And we were talking about counting up the costs. And uh, this is a year where you have to look and you have to do an inventory, which you can do it any year. But this year it's important because you just never know what tomorrow holds for you. And so you have to be able to... uh, count up the cost to make sure you can do what it is you need to do. And if you can't, then you go to God and ask him for his grace to do it. Because Philippians 4 says, I can, and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we need to make sure that it's what God wants us to do as well before we embark on it. And we were talking about St. Mark 8 in verse 14 to 21, after Jesus encountered the Pharisees, he told the disciples, you know, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And so the the, uh, disciples began to think, oh, he's saying that because we forgot to bring bread. And Jesus is like, "Um, don't you remember when I fed the 5,000? How many baskets did you take out? So they told him, and then he said, and when I fed... 7,000. How many baskets did I take up? So then they told He said, so do you not think I'm not able to stretch what you have here to make it longer? He says, I'm talking about the doctrine of the Pharisees. Be careful of that. Watch that. Because their doctrine will poison you. So it's imperative that we be careful, even in our daily lives. I'm a news person. I like to watch the news. I like to read the news. But I can't allow the news to dominate my spirit and my mind because it will adjust things and it will cause things to come into my life that I don't want, negative stuff. I just want to encourage you that... uh, We have to have clarity, but we also have to be intelligent enough to know what we need and what we don't need. And if something is poisoning you, because we begin to mimic what we see. It's just like in the book of Genesis when when Joseph and Laban, his father-in-law, had the deal that, you know, the striped speckled were Joseph's and the other lambs were his. Well, then Joseph had a dream where he peeled the bark on the trees and Um, these poles and set them by the watering hole and took the lambs down there. And when they made it, the sheep made it, the majority of the healthier ones came out speckled and spotted. So those were Jacob's. And when uh, the weaker sheep went down there, he pulled up the poles and those became Laban's. And so what we focus on, what we see is what we become. So we have to focus on the positive and not the negative. And it's something that you have to continually do. You have to continually feed your mind the good and feed your spirit the good and feed your body good. Now, everybody, most people like sweets and stuff. I do. And I like fruit. I like a lot of stuff. Some stuff is not good for me, so therefore I have to limit my access to it. And there's some things I just stay away from altogether because I don't like them. Liver's one. I don't like liver. So... You know, even though there are those that say that that 
organ meat is good for you. And uh, I don't like the taste of it. So, and we have to do that in a, when it comes to our mental ability and as well as our spirit. I grew up <clears throat> a boob tube kid, as they say, TV. That's what they call the boob tube. So I was, I was, grew up learning time watching TV, you know. When this came on, it was such and such a time. And, but I realized that I can get a yin to that. I could sit and watch it a lot, but I have to distance myself of it because it will begin to change me on the inside. And I want to remain the person that's going in a good direction and not in a negative direction because everything on TV is not good. So you have to be able to discern what you can take, what you can't take, what you need to deal with, what you don't. Some stuff is just not healthy because things will come out of your mouth and you're like, well, I normally don't say that. Well, it's because of what you've been listening to because what you listen to in your ears goes into your spirit, comes out. And that's what destroys. So we have to come up with ways to feed our spirit and feed our mind and our body the good and the healthy and be the best we can be because the word of God says that we have to give an account of what's done in our mortal bodies. So, and it's not just the physical stuff we eat and what we do and don't do with our bodies, but it's also our spirits and our souls because that kind of what dictates kind of who we are. It takes us in that direction. When we die, we will lay down this body, but we're spirit who has a soul, and we live in the body. The body is the housing mechanism. So we try to keep our housing mechanism the best we can be. And I'm not one to tell you that you need to do uh, Daniel's fast or something else. I believe that if you ask God, he will lead you in what direction. And some people, when because our church is doing a fast this month, some people, food is not their problem. That's not what they need to fast. Maybe TV, and like I said, I social media is one of the things I had to step away from for a while so that I could get clearer and keep my heart in the right direction and back away from TV so much too because I need to hear from God. And I want to go in the direction He wants me to go in and be the individual He wants me to be. And that's what's important. I just want to encourage you even the more as you go into this new year and all during the year, if you find something that you're doing or saying or even seeing that you know is kind of drawing you in the wrong direction, kind of stop and step back. Spend some time meditating on good and positive things. So that you can draw that in. I am a big believer in that. What we speak with our mouth comes into existence by faith. And everybody has faith. They may not know how to operate it all the time. But if you sit down in a chair, you have faith. Because you have faith that that chair is going to hold you. You don't know whether or not somebody's loosened something underneath it to make you fall. But you sit down in it with faith. And so you drink, you go to get a drink of water, you drink that water by faith, not thinking that there's something negative in it to destroy you. So I'm telling you, we all have faith. We just have to learn to use it in a positive way to take us in the direction of where we are a blessing in the earth. Not only are we blessed, but a blessing. If you believe in God and, and the word of God, 
Spend time meditating on that. And if you don't, find some positive things and meditate on it. And ask God to show you himself, who he is. And he will. Again, this is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God bless you. We're praying for you. And I'm praying that this year will be a year of revelation for you, elevation, and renewal. Those things that need to be strengthened in you, those good and positive things that they are strengthened, that every negative element in your life, whether it's people, places, or things, that those will be taken out and be replaced with positive, that you will have clarity as never before, that you will have love and joy and peace, that the fruit spirit that Galatians talks about that will be manifested even the more in your life, and that you will walk in clarity. You will walk in truth. You will walk in honesty. That you will be the light that is needed in the earth. I'm believing God that he will enlighten the dark areas around you. And every adverse, negative, individual thing that's around you that you do not need, God will remove them and replace them with what his desire is. And that your steps are ordered by him as you follow him. And I'm going to end it with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new year for taking us through 2019. Father, we know that we have suffered losses in many ways, but we thank you that in everything, that everything that's come against us, you've delivered us out of it. We thank you for Psalms 91. We look to you because you are the keeper of our souls and our spirits and our physical bodies, that your angels encamp around us to keep us, and that you guide us in the direction you have us to go. That thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come near us. Destruction will not come near us, Father. And we look to you as a hope. You are strength. You are a strong tower. We run into you and we are safe. We bind any hurt, harm, or danger that would try to come against the listeners, myself and our families, Father. We lose your love, your joy, your peace, your meekness, and your temperance in our lives in Jesus' name, Father. We thank you that you've blessed us overflowing, that we can be a blessing to others, Father. Father, we thank you for clarity, Father. Father, where there is any kind of abuse, whether it's spiritual, mental, physical, or financial, Father, we thank you that you've revealed the truth to us and shown us how to navigate out of it and around it. Father, guide their steps and mine in the direction you'd have us to go, and we give you the glory and honor and the praise. Help us to be your light even the more in this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God loves you. I love you. And remember, never run from God. Always run to him. There's nothing you can do that he will not love you. His love is unconditional, meaning his love is without condition. Go with God and be blessed. Hello, this is Cree Mitchell saying Happy New Year and Happy Holidays to all of my listeners. Um, this is the year January 2020, and it's a new year new beginnings, new life. One thing about the life in which we live, you can begin again anytime during the year. You don't have to wait till the first of the year, January 1st. And today is the fourth, but you don't have to, I'm sorry, the fifth, but you don't have to wait until the first of a new year to begin. You can begin at any time to start over, to do something new, to have new thoughts, new directions, new beginnings. 
and I've been praying about this year and what it might entail and what I need to do, looking at myself on how I can become a better person. And I kind of took myself away from, from certain social media pages for a bit, just so I could kind of pray and fast and, and seek the face of God and get into his word more, meditate, because I wanted to know what God was saying to me for this year. And it wasn't, it seemed like, but a couple of hours after I decided, okay, I'm going to step away from social media for just a minute, just to see as far as uh, Twitter and Facebook, my pages, just to see what's going on that um, I was on my way out the door to go somewhere and the thought came to me, 2020, 2020 vision. And I, and I realized the average vision is 2020. Perfect vision is 2015. But this is clarity. This is what you can, what an average person can see at 20 feet is what uh, the eye doctors, the ophthalmologists called 2020 vision. And so I believe that this is a year of clarity for everyone, for the church, for the people of God, not even just for those of, who are religious, but those who are not religious. This is a year of clarity for you if you allow it to be. It's a, it's a year where you can step back and see the truth. And you're going to see a lot of truth, whether it's in the news media, in your families, in your relationships, in every area and aspect of your life on your jobs, if you're willing to accept it. And the word of God lets us know that uh, St. John 8, Jesus said, and you shall know the truth and the truth that you know, that you accept, it will set you free, it will give you freedom. And a lot of times we can get caught up into stuff and can be uh, in delusion and people can take advantage of us because we don't want to accept the truth that we see. Maya Angelou has a quote had a quote that has a quote that I really love that when a person shows you who they are, believe them. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I would like to challenge you, like I said, whether you're a religious person or not, to go back and look at some of our leaders, even the ones who are deceased, some of the philosophies and thoughts that they had. Look at those because those will open up your eyes to wisdom, especially the good leaders, um, people and men of wisdom, uh, Gandhi, uh, the Dalai Lama is still living, and occasionally there'll be quotes that you'll see from the Dalai Lama that will make you think. They're good things to meditate on. If we meditate on the good, I believe that we draw, we will draw good to us. If we meditate on the bad and the negative, the negative comes to us. We have to cut out the negative forces in our life in order for us to go in a positive way. Doesn't mean that there won't be offenses that come, offending things that come at you. But like Psalms 91 said, thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your hand, but it will not come near you. It will make, it may come close, but it won't, it won't come to you. It won't affect you. It's one thing for us to leave Egypt, but it's another thing to have Egypt on the inside of us. And when you look in the book of Exodus, when the children of Israel left Egypt, the problem was their mindset was still stuck 
in Egypt. And when things got hard, they wanted the onions and they wanted this. And they, despite the hardship they had, they would, they would rather have that than the liberty and the freedom that God had, give them, had given them through Moses leading them out. So we have to have that clarity. We have to have that vision. And we have to be willing to see the truth and grow. This is a year where we'll have to have self-discipline. Every year we need it, but we need it more now than ever before because when you're given clarity, you're going to have to discipline yourself. This is a year when we need to set boundaries, boundaries in relationships, boundaries in our own lives, boundaries with ourselves, what you, what is acceptable for you, what is not acceptable for you. doesn't matter whether it's weight loss or, or you're wanting to do something new and learn a new thing. You're going to have to discipline yourself in order for you to get to where you want to be. And yes, there's going to be pain. We live in a society that doesn't want to discipline itself, that doesn't want to endure some hardships, that doesn't want to suffer anything. We think everything should be easy. Well, I'm not going to say we, but there's sometimes the thoughts come in people's minds that they want everything easy. And it can't be. And those of us who may be older than others, we're the light and the example that the younger ones see. So therefore, we need to show that discipline. We need to. Whatever areas in your life that you need to get straight, and you may need to go get therapy, you may need to join a support group, I encourage that. I believe in therapy. I believe in a support group. Uh, and you may have to spend time with yourself, looking at, categorizing, what have I been, what are my screw-ups and what are my positives and what are my negatives? How can I get this? Do I need to get help to deal with the negatives? How can I reinforce my positives even more? This is a time of self-reflection. Like I said, you can do this all year long. You don't have to wait until January 1st. But it's imperative in order for us to live the life that we need to live, a more prosperous life, a more peaceful life, a more contented life, a life of joy and hope and faith that you have to look at. You have to do an inventory of yourself first and then the things around you and even sometimes the individuals around you. I have learned through the years, uh, the voice of God dealt with me and helped me to see that it seemed like every year I was losing somebody. And I'm not talking about death, but friendship would drop off. And it got to the point where it's like, okay, you know, I wasn't like hoping for one, but I was kind of hesitant because these were people I was close to in one aspect or another. They weren't relatives, but, and I realize now that sometimes when you're growing and you're in a, you're, in, you're being processed is what I call it. You're in process that there's sometimes people just come through your life. They pass through. They're not there to stay. Very few are there to ride along with you. And even they have their own goals that they need to reach. So they're only going to go so far with you and then they got to branch off. And you can't, you shouldn't be angry at them because they did, they served the purpose that they were supposed to in your life. And then you have to let them go and let somebody else come through to do something else. And then there's times when you have to process being alone by yourself and you still have to go because God's with you and he will send you what you need. And uh, when we're talking about clarity for 2020, we have to be able to, like I said, discern the truth. This is a year where, where Jesus talked about 
the separating of the wheat and the tare. This is a year where people are going to be seen even more for who they are. And if it's a lie, it's a lie. Sometimes we, we sugarcoat things and we look away as Christians or religious individuals and we can see something as an error and we see something as wrong and we ignore it and we accept the abusive situations that go on in those circumstances. And uh, instead we need to stop and look and say, okay, this is wrong. Do I want to continue following along with this? Do I need to look at something else? You need to pray, but you got to accept that this is wrong. I see it for what it is. This is also a year where, like I said, there'll be some bad relationships that may come to an end. This is a year of self-help and self-preservation because we need to be giving out of our overflow. But if your cup is empty, you can't give out of something you don't have. It's like the parable of the uh, the ten virgins, the five that were wise and five that were foolish that took oil in their lamps that went out to meet the bridegroom. And then while they were gone to meet the bride, while they were waiting to meet the bridegroom, the bridegroom slept. And while the bridegroom slept, I mean, not the bridegroom, while they were going to meet the bridegroom, they slept waiting on him to come. And at midnight, a cry went out that said, um, prepare because the bridegroom cometh. So as they go and they get their lamps ready to, to go to this wedding, the five foolish who didn't bring enough oils told the ones who had the oil, give us some of your oil that you have in your lamp. And it's found in St. Matthew 25. And so the, the wise virgin said, no, because if we give it to you, we won't have enough and none of us will be able to go into this wedding. But you go back to town and get what you need and come back. While they were going to get oil, the bridegroom came and the five that were ready went in and the door was shut. And when the five foolish made it to the, the place where the wedding was, they wanted in and they said, no, you can't get in. We don't know you because they weren't ready and they missed their opportunity. So this is a time where we have to make sure our lamps, our inner hearts, our inner beings, our spirit is, is in the shape it needs to be for the things in our life that we need to do and that need to come the goodness that needs to come into our life. So therefore we have to trim away excess and get ourselves fit. We need to be fit spiritually, mentally, and physically to the best of our ability. And so I'm encouraging you to take the time out, to step away from anything that's going to poison you, any relationship that's going to poison you mentally or spiritually, and take the time out to get into to an area and around people that will put positive ideas and thoughts and words into your life because that's what you need, you need positive. It's a time of meditation. I believe in meditation. I have some friends and we will do a prayer and meditation and Thanksgiving type meeting and uh, we're in different states. So we will go on social media and say it, you know, every, anybody that's interested, you know, a meeting of the minds and spirits at, at, at this time on this date. Uh, we're looking to have it for a move. And uh, one of the ladies said, well, you know, I'm not, she was raised a particular denomination, 
different from mine. And then she's into counseling and therapy and some other ideas and new age stuff. And so she said a lot of Christians don't want to talk to me. And I'm amazed that you do. And and we'll have a, our prayer meeting. I said, look, I when, I when we do this, I go at it from my prayer, what I've been taught, what I know. I'm not asking anybody to change, to, to do what I do. I believe God will deal with you and get you where he needs you to be. Now, some people will say, that's an error. Da, da, da. I'm not going to do what she does. I'm going to do what I need to do. But I told her, if you're pointing toward heaven, I believe he hears us. If it's a good thing that we're trying to do, if we're praying for a nation, our leaders, people, uh, people who've been caught in disastrous situations, fires like even in Australia where we're praying for those people we're praying for. And I believe that God hears our voice. He knows our hearts. I believe he'll move. That's what's important to me. And a couple of times we've had our prayer meditation times and the state where I live in, we've had a couple of earthquakes. I just, one while I was, we were praying and I, when I got down, I was like, uh, there was just an earthquake. And she said, yeah, I saw it on the news. And she started laughing. She's like, okay, you're praying hard. We're praying hard. I'm like, God's moving. It's affecting the atmosphere and the elements and the spiritual. And that's what we want. People are saying, well, are you, you, you abandoning what you believe. I don't abandon what I believe. Jesus said that we were the salt in the earth and the light in the world. And what another individual does, I've got to make sure my light is, my lamp is trimmed and burning bright so that you don't affect me. It's like Daniel being in Persia, along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those four took a stand amidst of all the others that were there, and they continue to take their stand. They continue to shine their light and not let the beliefs of the other magicians and the other princes overshadow what they believe. They, they did with their role, where they were, because that was their assignment, but then they still kept their faith, and that's what we have to do. If my faith is not strong enough to be a light in the earth, then I need to take myself away for a while and get it to where it is. Because he said, Jesus said, my prayer is not that you take them, Father, from the earth, but that you keep them. He asked that the Father would keep us while we are in the earth. And so that's what we need to be. We need to be focusing on God keeping us here while we are in the earth. In St. Matthew, St. Mark 8 and 22, uh, Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees. Well, actually, 8 through 13. Uh, he was dealing with the Pharisees because they came to him. They were looking for a sign, perception. I need a vision. I need you to show me something. And what they didn't realize was that Jesus was the sign. He was the sign. And so he said, no sign will be given to you because he'd been telling them the only sign you're going to get is the one that Noah, I mean, that, that the Jonah 
three days in the belly of the earth. And they, they didn't comprehend that. And he was doing the miracles and the signs and the wonders all around them. And they were asking, give us a sign. So he's like, no, you're not going to get a sign. You're not going to get a sign. That's it. And Jesus had been through this before. This is something else we have to realize. There are sometimes there'll be circumstances and individuals that will try to get us to prove who we are. God is who he is. When Jesus started his ministry, after John had, had baptized him and he came out of the water, the, and St. <clears throat> John says that Jesus was led into the spirit in the wilderness by the spirit to be tempted by the devil. And the three things the devil kept coming at him was, Prove who you are. Prove who you are. Prove who you are. If you're the son of God, make these stones bread. If you're the son of God, you know, throw your stuff down. They said the angels would come in, would, would protect you and they would get you. If you're the son of God, uh, you know, look at this. I can give you all of this and you don't have to suffer. Each time Jesus went back to the word and said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And he always addressed with the word. And then you've got these Pharisees coming, doing the same thing. And it's the devil coming in another way saying, prove. Trying to get him to doubt himself, to doubt God. And so he said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving you a sign. That's it, because he was the sign. So this year, we have to be encouraged to know that we can't doubt ourselves and we can't doubt God. Even if you get tempted to doubt yourself, go back to the word of God and trust him. He's got you and and whatever circumstance you're going to. And remember this, the only there are only two opinions that matter in the earth. That's God's opinion and yours. And I was once asked this in a class I'd taken, and the instructor said, uh, does anybody's opinion, who's this, do you believe that everybody's opinion matters or only yours? And she said, if you're getting ready to do something, you know, and you're in a workplace, whose opinion matters? And so all she said, everybody that believes that everybody's opinion matters, move to the side of the room. So everybody got up and moved, and I had two very close friends that were taking the class with me. And I just sat there. And she said, who believes that only their opinion matters? And I got up, and I went to that side. And she got kind of finished. She said, do you realize that that's going to be harder you in the work? I was already working, so I don't know what she's talking about. But because, you know, you have to consider everybody's opinion. And my two friends were like, why did you, you that's wrong. I mean, that means you're, you're vain. I said, no. I didn't say I wasn't going to listen to what other people had to say. But at the end of the day, the only opinion that matters is mine because I will be the one that will suffer the results of whatever I decide to do. I didn't say I wouldn't listen. But that final decision has to be mine because I'm the one paying the price for it. And when I said that, I watched the room shift. <laughs> to work to My two friends came running over we like, you know, you're right to make sense. I said, okay. And the instructor said, I never thought of it like that. I said, I know. At the end of the day, I, I mean, I'm, I will listen to what you got to say, but I'm the one that's got to make this. And I've had repeatedly say that in my own personal life and even sometimes on the job. I'm listening to what you say, but at the end of the day, I got to make this decision. Because I'm the one that if it doesn't go right, everybody's coming to me. And I'm the one that's going to get blasted 
or whatever. I got to take the heat for it. So I got to do what I believe is right. Just saying. So I'm telling you, this is a year where you cannot be unstable as water. Because you try to stand on water unless it's froze, you're sinking. So I'm telling you now, you can't be unstable as water. You have to be firm in what you believe. You've got to be firm in what you know. You have to be. And you've got to be able to make a decision that should I, should not, should I, should not. Make a decision and be willing to to, uh, suffer the consequences of it. Count up the cost. Jesus had said, a man go into battle without counting up the cost. You set and you count up the cost and then you do what you need to do. This is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God bless you. Thank you.